Today's episode is brought to you by Sutler is a crowdsourced, hyper-localized app that rewards local users exploring their local community. Sutler lets local businesses connect directly with their best customers. Locals, sharing time-sensitive deals and exclusive Sutler specials only offered on Sutler. Locals know best, not an algorithm. Sutler, trust local. You're listening to Real to Real with Coach Herb and B, a podcast that brings you community and culture with your host, Coach Herb and B. Hey, 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 y'all, what's happening? Coach Herb, and I'm joined by my girl B as usual. Hey, guys. Ben is in the background. Obviously, he has all the great questions, and um, I, I hear we got a fantastic show, and I am going to give it to B again. For the name, because I'm not getting set up and botching the name again. So we're going to... Yes, uh, well, this makes it so much easier. We have Instructor Sethi joining us. And I'm really excited because yeah. I think this is going to be... I'm not going to spoil what this episode is. I'm going to allow okay. her to introduce herself. Yes, that would be I good. I do think because, it'll be yeah. super cool to yeah. learn about what we are going to learn about tonight, right? Right. Well, what, right, coach. Yeah, yeah. Because when I saw it and I saw in person, I was like, "Oh no!" And ain't nobody, I don't need nobody showing me no new tricks of what to do and all that stuff. So we'll, I'm gonna learn something we'll, new. We'll let just her, in case yeah. you try to roll up on me, real quick. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Oh, Walk up all on right. you in the hallway, then I, I, you know, something happened to me. <laughs> all right. So yeah, if you can bring, bring her in, yeah. Sethi in, that would be great. There you go. There you go. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Welcome. 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 And introduce yourself to yeah. our crowd, of course. Of course. Well, first of all, thank you for having me this evening. I'm really excited to speak with you guys. My name is Instructor Sethi. Um, I'm a martial arts instructor and a woman's empowerment coach through OSA Martial Arts. All right. So. And when you say women empowerment, what is that? What does that mean to you? Well, I, I just find that sometimes females at a very young age um, feel very unsure of themselves and they lack confidence a lot of times. And so what I do is I coach them on how to believe in themselves to succeed in any of their goals and in life to make sure that they accomplish their goals and that they're having fun doing it. And that can be girls as young as 10 all the way up to women, because um, I want to make sure that they believe in themselves, because that's super important, especially right now. Yes. <laughs> Very important, especially Very right important. now. Yeah. Um, there's so much happening and there's so much, I guess, uh, going up for women, I want to say. Right. Yeah. A lot of good things happening. Um, but yes. Where are you? We're still not there yet. So correct. No, and you know, and in the martial arts world, I mean, women are not um, prominent in in higher levels. Um, So there's very few females that I ever get to train with, especially at my level. I always am training with men. And I, when I stepped back and looked at that, I was like, well, it's because there's not many female role models that 
own a business and run the show. Like most females are like program coordinators, after school instructors, or, um, you know, they run a specific program like the tiny dragons, you know, like the three-year-olds, but they don't run the whole gimmick. So I was like, okay, if I want more girls to train, I better open up my own school. And so my school is actually more female than it is male. Not to say that I'm opposed to men coming in. I'm more um, into families. Okay. And with the focus on females. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. I think that's even better. I, that's just a whole bunch of firsts for me. I don't think I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. It's great yeah. because like. No, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't hear about female instructors. Um, no. Nope. Especially nope. leading their own business, right? And so. Yeah. No. I think it's pretty cool. And when you said that you don't really get to interact with other females, like, do you at least have some kind of small, like, core group? Uh, no. I mean, my my master instructor, he's very big on empowering females to become instructors and to train in martial arts. Mm-hmm. And that's been his main goal with me is to be like, let's let's get those females in because... Um, he knows that I'm passionate about it and he's developed me to be that instructor. And I'm a little different in the sense that I don't mind training with men um, because I, I've always been that way. I've played basketball, I've played sports, and it's always been male dominated. So um, training with men hasn't been an issue for me, but I know that other females don't think along the same terms. And so I wanted to give them an environment where it's not like a sweaty, smelly gym. It feels like a family. They walk and it smells good, and then and then they have fun, you know. And and they feel like, oh, I don't have to break my bones, but I can learn self defense. I can feel myself growing. Awesome. I was going to say that, and then that's probably one of the number one things because, like, when Miss Miss Bianca was like, "Hey, we're gonna be." <laughs> Talking to Instructor Sessie, I was like, um, he definitely was like, oh, we, we're, we're not because it's because it's said in person, it? so I, I got nervous. I was like, I don't know why I got nervous. I was like, are we about to learn how to do this? Because I don't want you know get, get kicked in the ribs and not know how to you know, but how to balance that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the, I can tell you right now, self-defense is more about awareness than anything else. Okay, um, awesome. You know, like so that—that's like the baseline for anyone yeah. trying to learn self-defense. Like, are you? Do you know how to park your car? Do you remember where you park your car when you go to the movie theaters, or are you trying to find where you parked your car? Um, are you rummaging in your purse for the keys? You know. Are you looking at your receipt while you're walking out of your grocery store? So it's like more about understanding what's around you than anything else. Because that that actually prevents people if you're if you know what you're doing and if you have the confidence to stand a certain way, that kind of presents itself, you know, and people don't want to attack that. If you're like concaved in and your shoulders are down and you look like you don't know where you're going, that you're our target right away. Correct. So more. What's interesting like, is that I didn't even think about the fact that you had to think about like, oh, are you looking for your keys and like, oh, right. are you like actually situated? Did you? I always do try to think about where we put our car. How about that? But yeah, be aware <laughs> of all your surroundings. I mean, even me, right? I think I, you know, I, I've been like that pretty much all of my life. 
but I've also been aware of what's going on because of the fact that I grew up in a couple of areas that, you know, you kind of had to pay attention to what you were doing. So it was kind of ingrained in me a little bit. I did do martial arts from the age of seven till the age of 13. Mm. I got, uh, yeah, I got, I got some, you know, some knowledge, but not that type of knowledge. I wasn't a black, I wasn't a, um, a black belt. I didn't quite make it there to that level, but um, my brother and I, we took the same karate um, classes and, and self-defense and all of that stuff. So that's pretty cool. It's never yeah. too late to restart. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, I only got one leg now though. So I was about to say that, that it might not work too well. I, I've worked with every single person. I had a person who was partially blind, another person who had cerebral palsy. I, I don't look at anyone's inability. I just look at what is your ability because I think that's very important. I've, I, I have a therapeutic recreation background. So um, had kids here with autism, okay. kids here with an ADHD, everything you could think of, they're here. Um, oh wow that's but awesome. it's awesome. it's more about where are you at and where can you get it's not yeah. about yeah. your limitations at all okay yeah cool cool so mr ben's got all the real questions um we 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 tried our best to ask some of the good ones but um he <laughs> is more articulate than we are <laughs> well it's all good well, Herb, you alluded to the one of my first questions. So, Herb, you mentioned that when you were younger, you grew up um, kind of doing martial arts and karate right. was one and self-defense. So <clears throat> I was kind of curious, are there specific areas of martial arts that you guys teach? Is it just one practice of martial arts that you like you are uh, trained in or that you specify in? Or do you guys have multiple uh, classes or things that people can come in and, and learn about? Um, really great question. I have uh, four styles of martial arts that I teach. Um, the first one is Taekwondo, which is really popular. Um, we teach Judo, um, and because we do the Korean style, it's called Yudo, uh, coupled with Jiu Jitsu. And then we have Hapkido, and then we have Bongkuk Gumbuk, which is a Korean sword. And so all of those styles are taught on its own. They have their own curricula and um, Different age groups can do different ones. So for Taekwondo, we start as young as two and go up. For Yudo, Jiu-Jitsu, we start as young as four and then go up. And then for Hapkido, they have to be about 15 years old and same with sword. And then we go up. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that probably would, it would be good. Here with, their, with their sword. Right. Uh, they, they don't a use a real sword. They use right. a wooden sword or a bamboo sword. Um, okay. only because we Sounds don't want a lot safer. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want any bloody fingers or you know arm chopped yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so all I think about is when when you said that, I was like, Oh, kill Bill. I was like, Oh Me too. <laughs> that movie Kill Bill. I was like, Oh, that was very gruesome. <laughs> but it was but when you watch it, you're like it's a good movie. No, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Great acting. Great acting. Mm -hmm. So with the um, the different classes and styles that you do teach, um, is there, obviously you mentioned the different ages and uh, especially when it comes to safety in mind, for sure. Are there different reasonings behind um, the classes that you would recommend for somebody? If somebody were to come to you and say, 
man, I want to do martial arts. Where, like, what direction are you throwing them in, or what kind of criteria are you basing it off of to say, I think this is the best avenue for us to take you down? You know, it really depends on their ultimate goals. Um, Taekwondo, if they're really young, is where we start because it's a good foundation to develop discipline, leadership. It doesn't require a lot of like nuances. Um, judo and hapkido and sword, they, they're more intricate intricate in terms of the details, but um, Taekwondo is more like, okay, stand here, do this, and then we play games and we have fun, and then it's like, stand here, do this. So it's a mix between games and showing the discipline, showing the focus, and so they can progress a little faster with that if they're younger in age. Um, some kids, uh, Judo and Jiu-Jitsu, uh, they're very close in person. So like some girls and even some boys, they don't like to get um, too close to each other and wrestle and grapple. So then I tend to pull them back to the Taekwondo, which works really well. And then when their confidence develops, then I throw them back into Judo if you know, they want to try that out. Um, for kids who have high energy and they're just like, go, 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 go. It's definitely the Judo Jiu-Jitsu. Um, Hapkido. Is mainly for my women and for adults who just need to decrease stress um, because it's very much focused on coming in, uh, alleviating all of that stress that you've accumulated through the day or through the week. It's all about breathing and it's it's about taking an opponent's force and redirecting it um, circular. So for ladies who don't want to go hardcore with the like taekwondo because it's demanding on the body sometimes hapkido um and it's just very nice it's very subtle it just you just use your own flow and the other person's flow against them so i always say it's like a christmas present if they give you a punch open that present because that punch is the energy that you take and redirect so any of my adults that want to just have a like a non-stressful um non-stressful impact type of martial arts. Hapkido is great. Um, sword is kind of in the same concept, but requires even more focus and discipline. And um, and it's also a great stress relief because it definitely is all about breathing and repeating the same thing over and over and knowing the just the details of every technique so you can not get cut. <laughs> <laughs> and not do what uh herb is thinking about yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly not get cut um how keto so like do um when when you when you guys are teaching that is it more um like the instructor is kind of really really focusing on the energy of the opponent or is it kind of like a little bit of yin and yang as they say um do they focus I on think it depends on what's being taught but i i mean there is a lot i mean most of martial arts whether it doesn't it's irrelevant of style is about yin and yang it's about your own balance and finding your own demons and combating those right so it's it's balancing your own life as you're growing through the martial arts you're finding okay this is a barrier how do I overcome that barrier? And then how do you relate that to life? So I'll give an example. So for Udo, we do a lot of throws. 
So they throw the person over their head, they throw the person over their hip, and they throw them to the ground. Okay. And, you know, when you feel that the first time, that's pretty um, intense. intense, right? It's like, oh, my God, my body. Like, But you see these four-year-olds and these teenagers doing it like no one's business. They're like, oh, yeah, this is fun, right? But it's because they've done it so many times. And, and the message I'm giving them is like, okay, so you're falling, but what are you doing? And they're like, we're getting back up. And I'm like, and how does that apply to life? life. Wow. And, yeah. you know, and then and then they tell me their stories about, oh, you know, school, I'm failing or adults. They tell me, you know, well, this project or this supervisor, so annoying. You know? And then it's like, well, Why how do you, you to... <laughs> yeah, like, how do you cultivate what you've learned in martial arts to apply that in life so that you can get over those hurdles in life because it's not any different you know we always struggle we always go through hurdles so it's just a matter of taking what you do in one format and applying it in another format and then eventually that yin yang comes into play because they're at peace in their mind body and soul so, you know so nice yeah i always i always view like um martial art martial art people just people that are really, really centered and know, basically know themselves enough to be able to like, not utilize it just for gain, but it's actually for self-defense, like put, making sure that they're, you know, taken care of, they won't go out and try to force a fight with somebody, you know, no. I've, really, I've very rarely seen that. And eventually you kind of build the confidence to the point where you don't even need to use it. <laughs> so right. is the way you walk and the persona you exhibit is much higher than when you first came in. Came in. Um, my, my next question is as an instructor, um, do you have a specific area expertise that you really like to, you know, you prefer to teach over maybe some of the other classes and also um, what is the highest level of discipline that you yourself have gotten to? Because I know, um, you know, we talked about being, you know, a, a woman in the field and not being very many others. So I would just, you know, I would love for people to hear what your area, what your area of expertise is. So people aren't coming in and being like, oh man, I really, you know, I, I want, I, I think a guy would be better to teach me and things like that. I want to dispel all those myths that people might think that, you know, you don't know as much or you're not as well uh, versed in these versed, classes right. and stuff like that. So if you could take a second and, and kind of explain your background and expertise so people really understand that, no, you know just as much, if not more, than some of the other males in the class. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've trained in martial arts for a very long time, since um, 2000. And I've uh, dibbled at different styles. You know, I've tried different ones, but I... I was always looking for a good teacher. I kind of, I knew what a good teacher meant to me. Like, you know, I'm not just developing physically because in my mind, I'm like, okay, I can do a hundred pushups, you know, as much, as many days as you want to tell me. But as I get older, it's no longer about the physicality. It's about the mental growth and being able to overcome that. And when I found OSA Martial Arts and my master instructor, Master Stout, um, I found my home because it, it's a very um, he doesn't uh, he doesn't cut the curriculum in half. 
So a lot of times you'll, uh, like when I did some judo at other schools and Aikido at other schools and Taekwondo, they'll only teach like the sport aspect or the demo team aspect or um, certain components like the self-defense aspect. Our, our style is the entire curriculum. You get the whole art. So when you get the whole art, you get the self-defense, you get the sport, and you get the performance. So whatever you're seeking and your goals, you have it. Um, to answer your other question, um, in order to be an instructor, our master instructor expects us to be well uh, versed in all of the styles. So I know all four of them. Um, and I'm an instructor level, which is equivalent to a third degree black belt. And he expects us to also continue our training so that we can progress to fourth degree, which would be a master instructor and so on and so forth. Um, so right now I'm third, working towards my fourth, and I don't have a preference to the styles because I feel like each one is so unique that each one can give you um, a little bit of something. And then eventually as you progress in each one, you kind of mix them and it's like, oh, wait, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't Taekwondo, that was Hapkido, but you're, it's so ingrained in your head that you just naturally use them. So uh, I love all of them. I mean, and that's why I do what I do. It's because I, I love it so much and I just can't get enough of it. Awesome. I was wow. actually hoping you would say the sword one was one. <laughs> the sword one was their favorite. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, mean, I guess I mean, all of them. I mean, you know. They're all you my said. favorite. Yeah. They're all unique. Like, I mean, if you want to just be you know, gentle and soft, it's like Hapkido. If you just want to work on breathing and you know, getting your arms stronger, it's, you know, sword. If you, if you want to get that, you know, grappling in there, you want to toss somebody, it's, you know, the judo and yeah. jiu-jitsu. If you want to just kick somebody in the head, it's taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, I mean, they all just have that's, their uniqueness. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that brings me on to the next great point. So, uh, it, you know, to transition a little bit away from the, great work you guys are doing uh, at your center. Um, we also wanted to take some time tonight to talk about um, you being a, a coach outside of the martial arts arena. So can you talk to us a little bit about being a women empowerment coach? Yeah, like that's um, something that I've been wanting to do for a while, but obviously I was focusing on the school first. And now that I have um, focused on that and it's growing, I wanted to empower other females. So as I was telling B earlier, it's it's more about um, me empowering females to feel confident in themselves. And um, I like to say paving the way because I know personally, it's not easy to have no one support you when you have a dream or when you have a vision for yourself and you kind of feel out and alone and doing it. Um, and it, it takes a certain mindset to just say, I'm going to do this, you know, and I want to create a network of women and individuals who can support other women who do feel kind of like, am I alone in this venture or young girls who feel like just not confident in how they look or how they feel and saying, Hey, you're cool. Like, it's all good. Just be happy with yourself. Don't worry about what other people have to say because too often we, we care about what other people have to say versus uh, growing ourselves and making sure that we as ourselves are confident. And I think if you believe in yourself enough, then other people will see that enough. And then you don't need to worry about others. So I, I want to start it young. 
and um and then i want to just you know go to whoever needs it and um i can do it one-on-one -on -one, uh, or via workshops i do a lot of team building workshops as well so awesome i love that and do you guys get in are you guys um for your academy or your school is it do you guys do competitions or is it yeah we do um okay. we do internal competitions so okay. we have like because we have three locations so um another instructor teaches at the other two and so he teaches and then i teach and then um every like couple of months we'll do a family tournament together oh, okay. and then we'll bring vendors in right obviously not now but um, right, but we bring right. in vendors so other businesses can have the opportunity to showcase what they do. And okay. then our, um, we get we sell food and then the oh, kids so, come in. Oh, and, so and it's, there we go. That's there we go. I'm there for that one. <laughs> yeah, we have face painting. The kids love that competing with their like cool little face paints. And yeah. it's usually our own students and our own teenagers who are volunteering for some of that, like the food and the face. OK, painting. well, you and have then, food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we and then they just compete and uh, our black belts are our judges and our referees and um, awesome. and then we have our trophies. And then for the ones that are really competitive and really want to um, pursue that aspect of the training, um, we have uh, we have competition classes for Taekwondo and for Yudo. And um, so the other instructor does Taekwondo and I do Yudo. And then we find tournaments out of state to take them to. And then we coach oh, wow. them. We make a whole big deal about it, have fun. It's like a big adventure. Yeah. And then and then they compete. Um, and then they come back. And then we keep training them and conditioning them to keep succeeding in that. That's awesome. So fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a like could you imagine tailgating for like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Well, they hold like this. Um, I don't, I don't, I believe it's karate at um, South Lakes. Um, they haven't done it obviously because of COVID, but they do it every year where like guys, like I couldn't believe it because I volunteered to um, work the concession stand and it was, I felt like it was thousands and thousands of people. Like it <laughs> I'm was, sure it was it's, nuts. it's a lot. Of and it was like in the school gymnasium and it was just constantly people walking in and out and, competition after competition after competition yeah. mm -hmm. kids walking out with some kids walking out with trophies that are bigger than them yeah i was like yeah. what i saw this like little kid i literally i it might have been like maybe seven years old and they were carrying a trophy and it was like a six foot tall trophy and i was like what, what are you doing with that thing man yeah and it was like yeah very cool to see you know watch, watch it a little bit um and people travel from pretty far to to compete in those things. So I guess mm -hmm. you guys do the same thing, go to like we do and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Before yeah. COVID, we took our team to a New York competition. Oh, nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was fun. <laughs> yeah. So they got to experience going. They to did. Yeah. They. I mean, like the whole, you know, we, we hung out in um, New York and got massages and yummy Korean food. And, awesome. Mm. Yeah. And so it, it was an adventure. You know, when we yeah. go, it's not just about um, competing. It's about becoming a family and supporting each other and having fun while we're going there and while we're coming back and in vivo. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, my, my last question <clears throat> for the evening is, um, 
so I Bianca, you and you have probably already talked about this, or um, Bianca is going to be diligently taking some notes. But are there <laughs> any uh, women networks or groups that you are already a part of, or that um, outside of the women empowerment uh, work that you're doing, that um, anybody who's listening who you know does want to uh, find like-minded women who are entrepreneurs or want to, uh, you know, just want support, you know, don't even have to be super ambitious, just, just needing a, a good network of, of uh, like-minded females who are uh, interested in, in getting together and helping, helping one another. Um, are there any that you are able to talk about today that you're a part um, of? I'm part of an organization called NAVO, which is National Association of Women Business Owners, which, is, which has been around for quite some time. I can't provide the year off the top of my head, but um, it, it's basically an organization that brings women together to help support each other in questions about entrepreneurship. They give educational opportunities where they'll have other females that are members or not members um, come in and do workshops. Uh, so you can like learn about things like communication, taxes you know so they they just have a whole array of opportunities for you to participate and um there is a membership fee to it but it's pretty affordable um outside of that i would say that um COVID has uh while we've all been home i think like there have been a lot of groups that have popped up um on social media that have allowed you to network with other women so i think if you just type in woman on social media you'll see like a whole array of groups like woman empowerment and, and you can pick some of them and see which one is your cup of tea and there's just plenty of them um i personally do a friday for females interview every friday that you guys like females can look at and see if they want to connect with some of those females if they like what they hear. Um, so I think if you just look for them and type in National Association of Women or just Women Empowerment, there's like international groups for women empowerment. I mean, there's just so many right now that it's just a matter of picking which one works best for you. Um, because a lot of them require membership fees. So if you're going to put forward the membership fee, you want to make sure that you're getting the return that's most valuable for you. So um, I think just Googling and researching, but I personally picked NABO. And the reason being is it was educational and they had groups nearby that if I ever wanted to connect with some of those ladies, I could. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I, did. I took my notes. <laughs> you can if you're on facebook you can always like friend me and then you can just see my like my groups Yo, like, list them. yeah like yeah. Just be like which groups does she like let me check yeah. those groups check out, those out. <laughs> yeah yeah is that called trolling is that what i don't know <laughs> but it's like, i can't, can't be called trolling if i've given her the permission right <laughs> right right yeah I so. <laughs> all right I know that's awesome, man. I, I really, I'm really happy that there's something like this out there because I do wonder a lot of times because when I do see a lot of um, like dojos and places like that, I do like peep my head in and look, and there might be a a young lady in there that's like more so helping. Um, it's funny because I think we have. Um, a group that's doing something in our location at the Y. Um, I think they're doing karate, but um, they they have a, an instructor that's a lady and a gentleman that's, a, I think they're partners, but I'm not sure. 
Yeah. So, like I'm I said, that's the more and more the more out there for kids to experience and learn um, self discipline is actually yeah. really really needed. Yes, it is. <laughs> That and respect, right? Respect yeah. too. Respect, yeah. mm -hmm. Yes. So well, I love that. And so at the end of every episode, we love to promote small businesses, and you are a small business of tonight, of course. And so um, if you don't mind telling everybody where they can find your location and how they can get in touch with you. Um, yeah. Okay. Numbers, Thank yeah. you. Um, so our locations, we have three locations, um, Burke, Manassas, and Fairfax City. Um, you can find us through our website, um, which is being played, um, orientalsportsacademy.com, or you can call us at 703-864-3187. Um, just a summary, we offer self-defense martial arts, which focus on discipline, focus, respect, uh, decreasing your um, stress. And then we have day camps, teacher work day camps, no day camps, and a before after school program. And right now we're offering a day camp for virtual learning support. So any kid who's doing school virtually, they can come here and do it all day with us. Oh, that's right. Yes, that is, that's nice. Yeah, so <laughs> like in between, in between, like when they have recess, you guys take them and go do some they go, uh, yeah, they do some martial arts or at the end of the day, we go to the park. Oh, awesome. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All well, right. Well, look at us. We are smiling. It. Now I'm like, oh, we got to come. We're coming. Yeah. Over. No, like, <laughs> let me know when the food is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to um, put you on my list of we're having. Well, well, I'll let you know. We're having a tournament on June 12th. I don't know if there'll be food, but we're definitely having a tournament. June 12th. <laughs> So, and you told that man early enough where he might just bring his own food. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You can bring your own food and be a spectator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's what, is that a Friday? That's a Friday, right? I don't know. It's a Saturday. Saturday? Okay. All right. Thank Even you for joining fun. us. I, thank yeah. you for yeah. having me. Appreciate, appreciate you. That was really good information. Mm -hmm. and, thank uh, you, guys. Thank you for coming on our show and um, letting them women know that this That's is right. this is something that they can do. you do you provide and as well and there's other options out there as well so yeah. we appreciate that a lot and yes i hope i hope our listeners um, are getting the great information from you and from from what they need to do because i right. think Let's women hope. need to be empowered a lot you know, thank I, you. Myself appreciated our conversation, yeah. so I wanted to say thank you. And yeah. um, I can't wait to to look into the women's groups um, yeah. on your Facebook page even more. Of course. Now yeah, I don't think I don't think Bianca needs any instruction on um, self defense. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Because I don't, I, I don't want to I don't want to get her mad, and then all of a sudden I get a chop on the neck or something. Oh. <laughs> It's more for your own self-preservation. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that means they both exactly have to come why. in. Yeah. Sometimes I do get a little smart, so. <laughs> well, thank you guys for yeah. having me. And thank yeah. you for all you guys do with this program. It's yeah. so awesome. So thank I you. wish you guys thank the best you. of luck for continuing this. And, and I hope other businesses are able to look to you guys for support also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, we yeah, we're, we we're looking for them. 
<laughs> Reach out. Talk <laughs> to us. Ideas or any friends who you'd like to help us, you know, spread their word. We definitely would love to have them. There. Yeah. I will. Thank you. Yep. Yes. And on that note, folks, we'd like to say peace. That's right. Bye. All right. Good night. The Real to Real podcast is presented by Herbert Williams Beffo and Bianca Miskaitis. Our producer is Ben Runyon. Our technical director is Nick Patry. Audio and video lead is Megan Kotner. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Real to Real and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else podcasts are found. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. It's been real with Coach Herb and B.